0: Welcome back, everyone, to Showtime College Football. I'm your host, Chase Davidson. This episode is powered by Game Day Prestige, coming out soon. The launch should be this week. Also powered by SeatGeek. Use code ShowtimeCFB on all your tickets for fun games. All right. What a good week of football. Again and again, we had a great, great week. We had a top-10 matchup. Huge game versus, versus Utah and USC. Um and a lot of things were uh little interesting, little close games. Almost every single top 10 team, top 10 team struggled in at least one way or another. Um showing that they are human. So, let's get right into that. First of all, I'm going to talk right into the Iowa debacle. Um I don't know if you guys saw that replay. Go watch the replay. Um Iowa loses a game to Minnesota, Minnesota 12 to 10 after the kicker, or the prime returner for Iowa, ran a punt return back with just a few minutes left in the game. I believe it was like a minute or two um, left in the game. And it was called back due to him making a motion with his hands that resembled a fair catch. And so they called it a fair catch where he caught it. And Iowa, of course, knowing their offense, did not score. So if you watch the replay, it's like, uh, it's like kind of iffy. I just saw another angle that shows it from the end zone. He is not waving his hand at all. I feel so bad for Iowa fans. Despite my doubts on Iowa, I don't. I already don't feel the greatest about Iowa. That was crazy. My stance on that is punt return should count. That was kind of dumb. He was not waving his hand. He was just running, and his hand kind of like his hand never His hand never even went above his shoulder. That's all I'm saying. Like when you make a fair catch call, I mean you're reeling it like you're like tossing a rug kind of thing. I mean, you're like like you're waving a towel. I mean, you're going way above your head. So watch the replay. It didn't really look like that to me. Oklahoma struggled against UCF. Underrated game. UCF was fighting to the very end. It came down to a two-point conversion. Oklahoma survived at home against UCF. Now, they did have their trusty quarterback back, quarterback back at UCF, which definitely helped. Um, UCF is 0-4 in the Big 12. Um, most of the other teams of those new teams in the big 12 are not doing so hot with the exception, pretty much being BYU. Um, and, and, and at that, you're not, they're still not doing that great Two And two in the big 12. Um, but you know what? That's kind of just how it is. Um, whenever new teams go into conferences, generally going to struggle, especially from a move from group of five to power five UCF and Cincinnati both sitting at 0 and 4. Houston at one and three with a literally miracle Hail Mary against West Virginia. Uh BYU sitting at two and two. I was at the game. Great game, great atmosphere. Night game at BYU. I'm telling you guys, um, even in my showtime opinion, I would have picked BYU winning that game. Honestly, I feel like Texas Tech's a better team than BYU is. However, BYU, Lavelle Edwards Stadium at night is a pretty hard place to play. It gets pretty dang loud. Um, not saying it's um, you know, louder than Uh, the shoe or anything, but it's a pretty dang loud stadium, pretty good environment. Everyone's loud um, to the very end. And it was a really, really good game. And that is definitely probably BYU won. If that was a road game, I don't know. BYU could have won that game. Anyways, I'm going to Texas with my Cougars uh, this Saturday. So I could not be more excited. Hoping to make some content down in Austin. I cannot wait to go to that stadium. Win or lose. I am so excited. Um, Breaking news though, with that game, Texas will be without Quinn Ewers as he is out with a shoulder injury for at least three to four weeks. Um, they're going week to week, but it looks like it's going to be at least three um, to four weeks with that. So a little interesting. Steve Sarkeesian, the coach of the Texas Longhorns, is a former BYU Cougar. Um, and BYU's got ties with Texas. Um, BYU is, what is it? I think uh, 3-0, and 4-1 against Texas. Um, in the 2010s, yeah, I think it's 3-1 uh, and one against Texas. So, kind of interesting to think about. Anyways, that was a good game from BYU on a tangent. Now let's talk about Utah. Utah, that was an awesome game. Get credit to Utah. Credit to Utah fans for sticking through it. I do not want to hear any more crap about Bryson Barnes. Nope, he saved you, and he is a good quarterback. Well, a good playmaker. I I mean, he it was hard not to love him watching that game. He's a pig pig farmer from good old Fillmore, is it Fillmore, Utah? Millard, Utah? Uh, I don't know, somewhere that I pass when I'm driving down to go to the national parks down in southern Utah. Um, So all credit to the Utah Utes for pulling out that game, that win at USC. 34-32, Utah walks it off with a field goal. And thanks to Bryson Barnes on a scramble on, well, I think it was like a fourth down um, with only 20 seconds left. Um, actually, no, it was like five seconds left. Hold on. I, it was like a really, really close game and Utah pulls it out. USC kind of has a late comeback and Utah pulls off the win. still alive in the Pac-12 race. I mean, and for all that matter, USC is also still alive for a Pac-12 championship berth. However, USC is now effectively eliminated from the playoff. Utah still six and one. When you have one loss as a power five team, you're always kind of in it. So, um, Utah has shown life. Utah's offense put up 34 points. 34 points everybody. That's a new record. Uh I don't think they even did that against Weaver State, their FCS opponent. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe maybe Cal. I, I don't know how many points they scored against scored against Cal. I know you beat him by a lot. But I my prediction was wrong. I said I said and I will take the blame, I quote, and I think it was very valid at the time. I think we're all surprised that Utah put up this many points. But I said if USC scores more than 24 points, they win the game. That's what I said, and I think that was pretty valid, judging by Utah's offense before that. But Utah found a way to win all credit, and uh, Utah's got a high ceiling now. Um, they play Oregon this week. Now, Oregon has an advantage just because they've had a um, they had a good game against Washington State, but they've um, had a little more time to think about it. When you have an emotional win like that, it is hard to get off of it a little bit. So Utah's going to have to work pretty hard to um, – to prepare for this game against Oregon, who is a one of the most solid all-around teams on both sides of the ball in the country. So, do not doubt that game for a second. College game day is heading to Salt Lake City. And, oh my gosh, I will not be able to go. Because I will be in Austin, Texas. I am I would definitely be at college game day, everybody. You already know. it's That only be like 25 minutes from my house. Oh, man. I'd be there. It's okay. It's okay. Anyways, um, all credit to the Utes. Spectacular win. Number nine, Oregon goes to play there. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Do a special. We should be having a Utes account on. Crazy, I know. Should be having a Utah Utes account on um, for a prediction. Special guest. I'll announce who that is uh, at that podcast. So, excited for that. Should be coming out Thursday or Friday. Usually it comes out Friday because I have homework. Anyways. Let's keep going. Penn State, Ohio State, big-ticket game of the week. Number seven, Penn State, win to number three, Ohio State. I'm assuming most of y'all saw that as it was a noon kickoff Eastern. And it was an interesting game. There's a lot of things to take away from this game. A lot of people have differing opinions on the outcome, on what it means for the rest of college football. There are a few facts in my book. I guess they're facts because they're still kind of they're not really facts. They're still opinion. In my opinion, Ohio State now has the best resume in college football. No one really has a better one. Florida State's close. Florida State's got a great resume, um, but really, you can't really argue with a win over Notre Dame, who has proved to be decent, and they ha- they haven't fallen from that loss. They have won big games since then, um, and of course now Penn State. So Ohio State now has a legit reason to be number one in the country. And you know what? I don't blame you if you got Ohio State number one or number two or number three or number four. Um, Ohio State has now proved, hey, like we deserve to go to the playoff. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a beast. Kyle McCord can throw the ball, can make plays. So that's on the Ohio State side. Penn State, obviously not out of playoff contention. One loss to Ohio State is not the worst thing in the world. However, I think that was the game to win if you're a Penn State fan. Michigan, despite that being, game being at home, is going to be very, very hard to win. Um, but alas, Michigan has not really had a really te- a test yet, and they really won't until Penn State. So there's still a chance that Penn State steals that game, pulls off a shocker. If Penn State were to won, win that game, that'd be huge, absolutely huge. So. There's a lot of things to say. Penn State's offense looked absolutely atrocious and horrific. Why didn't you run the ball more? Honestly, I was actually surprised because Penn State's, you know, their MO at Penn State is a run-first team. We know that. Penn State loves to run the ball, bully ball. That's how they do it. Obviously, they spread the field because Drew aller has got a good arm. But that's their their game. And you got Nick Singleton on the sideline who I think he had less than 10 rushes. I, I guarantee it. Let's confirm that stat. I guarantee you he had less than 10 rushes. I was counting them towards the end of the game there. Yep, nine carries for 48 yards. Obviously, OSU's defense is really, really good. OSU's defense is a huge reason they won that game. The offense did their job, but OSU's defense, we knew coming in, it wasn't a surprise, but coming into the game, one of the best defenses in the country, and they just proved that. It's a combination, though, of Penn State not being, like, creative Like, what were they trying to, I don't really, obviously the plays didn't come to fruition that they wanted to. Obviously they did not get what they wanted to done, but it didn't really look like that Penn State really had um, a signature move that they were trying. They didn't really have anything that was like, we do this well and, you know, we can run at least this play because usually a team can find something that's kind of starting to work and start moving down the field. Penn State couldn't find that. Um, The real score of this game should be 20 to 6. 2012 was pretty much a garbage time. There's nothing wrong with that, but really Ohio State kind of put the game away with that final touchdown, and it was said and done. Um, so a lot of these yards from that final drive are kind of missed because Penn State had six yards, aside from the final drive, of total offense in the second half. Six yards of offense. Can you believe that? Six yards. I don't think that's Penn State just being bad. I think it's Ohio State being good at the same time. So, I don't know. Penn State leaned into Marvin Harrison and Kyle McCord, and they got the job done. Marvin Harrison is a beast. Uh, there are a lot of doubts coming into the, um, into this game because Marvin Harrison hasn't really had um, – he's been consistent and been playing well, but he hasn't really been like, all right, Heisman, like he was at the start of the season. And now it's like, oh, whoa, he's kind of popping in. He's top ten in the Heisman voting now. Like, all right, all right. Like, we got something going here at Ohio State. Ohio State validated themselves, validated themselves, with a hard-fought physical win um trust me guys i'm saying this in the in the honesty of my heart i am not even a i'll be honest i'm not an ohio state homer i'm not usually cheering for ohio state but i gotta give it to them what a win for ohio state and i haven't really been the highest on ohio state either i got them at number three now in my poll which honestly i feel like is low just saying um Obviously, in the AP poll, it's the same because they have not gone over Michigan and Georgia because the AP voters tend to play it safe and just vote Georgia and Michigan every single week, which is annoying to me. Um, A lot of people have the other side of me, the other view of mine, which is fine, um, that Georgia is the number one team until proven otherwise. So You guys know how I feel about that. Actually, while we're talking about this, let's go through my top 10 really quickly. Here's who I got in my top 10. All right, at number one, I still have the Michigan Wolverines. Here's why. Here's why I have the Michigan Wolverines. Still, even though I love a resume, I love quality wins. I saw those last week, but they, again, proved why that they're number one team in the country as of now. They have one of the worst resumes of the top 25 teams. I know that. I know that. But resume isn't just the teams you beat. It's how you beat them. I'm just saying. Uh, College football, you can judge off of every play. And I know it's kind of unfair sometimes, but that's what we do because there's only 12 games of football. It is hard to decide. It is hard to see how good a team really is until, or how good, how good a team really is in that short of amount of time. That's all I'm saying. So Michigan is my number one. You don't go into a rivalry game. I don't care how bad Michigan state is. I don't, I really do not care how bad they are. You don't beat them 49 to nothing like that consistently. Like what I'm saying this year, they are obliterating people, and it's not even close. I'm getting, like, 2013 FSU vibes right now. You know what I'm talking about? Where they were just blowing at everybody by 80? Here's what I'm saying. Depth at this level and the way they're doing it is so impressive to me. And when I watch them play, they pass the eye test, and they look so dang good when they do it. I can't. It, I know you play who you play, and it's the schedule is not good. But as for right now, Michigan is my number one team. Number one team in the country. Um and like I said last week, Michigan would have beat Vanderbilt by eighty. Or by sixty. I mean, same thing. Michigan would have beat these teams that other teams have struggled against by eighty. Because they're so consistent and deep. It doesn't matter if one player is not having a good game. It doesn't matter if uh Michael Penix throws two interceptions. You know what I'm saying? Michael Penix, you know, He's the heart of that Washington team. When he's playing good, Washington is amazing. And I love Washington. But they just... Michigan, if JJ isn't playing good, they have, they have so many other things to go to, so many other weapons they can use. They have Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. They, even if he's not throwing the deep ball well, they can short, throw the short ball to Roman Wilson and so many other targets. And on the defense, they have so, they're so deep in all the positions. It's just all around, if you know your football, um, not saying if you don't have the number one, you don't know football. But if you know your football, you got to appreciate what they're doing over there in Michigan. Um, and, again, I am not a Michigan homer. Frankly, I'm not even a huge Big Ten guy. I'll be the first to say, like, I'm the first to be like, ah, the Big Ten is kind of overrated sometimes. Like, I don't know if they're the best teams. But right now, Michigan and Ohio State are strong. Yeah. All right. My number two team in the country. You ready? Florida State. Florida State's my number two, team, number two team in the country. They proved themselves even more against a win over a very good Duke team, a Duke team that I very much like. Ray Leonard did not play for the entire game, which I know, and Duke was up at half. That being said, just remember, Florida State has played a lot of these games, and they just showed how resilient they are. It was at home, but I, beating this many ranked teams, well, this many good Solid teams. Uh, I just really like Florida State. They're moxie. The way they play, I love. And remember, as I talk about these teams, I could easily switch them all up. Um, My number three is Ohio State. I could easily put them at number two ahead of Florida State. I could easily put them at one. They have the best resume in college football. I could easily put them at four. I mean, I could say like, oh, well, Penn State maybe wasn't that good. Maybe Washington has a better win over Oregon because Oregon's better than Penn State. Okay, sure. Um, Whatever you want to say about any of that. Ohio State's at three, and as I've been thinking about it, I'm thinking maybe I could have put them at two. I, I don't know. I'm really close between those two, Florida State and Ohio State. Um, only thing being, I think Florida State's offense is just so much more prolific prolific that if Ohio State's defense doesn't perform in a game, let's say versus Florida State in the playoff, let's just say they play in the playoff first round, two versus three like I have right now. Um, you know, I don't know if they could keep up scoring-wise with Florida State because Florida State has so many weapons on uh, the offensive side of the ball. You know that's that's where I'm kind of like leaning towards. I'm like, ah, yeah. Florida State's a little more flashy, um, but then again, Ohio State probably the best defense in college football right now. Michigan's right up there with them. Oregon's up there, but I'd say Ohio State's number one. So, or Ohio State could be moving up. You know, you guys know that like a lot of times teams will do nothing, and my top five will just be completely just like switched because like I see things that I like. I'm like, dang that. That's, that's irrefutable. i got to put them up for that. So number three is Ohio State. Number four. At number four, I have Washington. They struggled this week against Arizona State, who is horrid. Um, people are being kind of overly critical, I think, of Washington for struggling this week. Same as Oklahoma. When it's not like we haven't seen uh, Georgia and Ohio State and Florida State and Texas and Alabama and Oregon do this like all the time. I know they're one of the last undefeated teams. I know we're only down to a few, but like, uh, Washington did struggle. They did not even score a touchdown, which was bad. It was it was more of a struggle than a lot, even though they won by a touchdown. Um, and it wasn't a last second. They did kind of beat out Arizona State slowly, but still, I mean, you gotta you gotta win those kind of games. You they're gonna you're gonna have some in conference play. That's what's gonna happen, and you gotta figure out a way to win them. But I feel like people being over over overly critical. Acting like that hasn't happened to every other team. So, the only reason I have them at four is because I feel like Ohio State and Florida State won bigger games, and kind of passed them up this week in the power-ranking momentum. But then again, they're right in there with Ohio State and Florida State, I think, in talent and uh, ability to win big games. That being said, number five, I have Oklahoma. You might be saying, where's Georgia? Well, they're at number six, and I'm going to explain why in a second. Number five, I have Oklahoma. They still have the best win in the country. Probably. Washington could make a claim for that. Um, Yeah. One of the best ones in the country. Texas is good. Texas is really, 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 really good on both sides of the ball. Um, So that is what's keeping Oklahoma there for me. They struggled against UCF, but Dylan Gabriel is a playmaker. Oklahoma looks good on both sides of the ball. I really like what I see from Oklahoma every single time I watch them. So the UCF game wasn't the best. But this is their first game they've done that. That's the only thing I have right now is, like, that's the first game they've done that sort of thing. Here's what I mean. Every other team has had, like, that strikeout game. Like, oh, that was a bad game. Like, Georgia and Auburn. Washington, Arizona State. Ohio State and uh, Indiana. Uh, Florida State and Boston College. Michigan's the only one that doesn't have that, which is part of why they're number one, because they haven't had any of those games, really. Anyways, um, Oklahoma really hasn't had that either until now. They've kind of blown on everybody. They did a kind of a closer one against Cincinnati, but they were winning that game pretty handily most of the time. This they just didn't outscore them by a million. They won 20 to 6, I think. Um so that being said, like I feel like Oklahoma it's like, "All right, that's my first strike. Like that's your first offense. Just don't do it again." And UCF with their quarterback back is not the worst team in the world. So, they're not Vanderbilt. Anyways, number 6 I got Georgia. Georgia um Fell a little bit this in, in my rankings this week, mainly because Ohio State had to move up somewhere, and I feel like just Washington, Oklahoma, Florida State, and Michigan have all proved to be better than Georgia so, so far. With Brock Bowers being out, I just do not see Georgia as a strong force right now. I just don't see it, and I'm going to get in my rant once again. It is week nine, wa- not week one. For all of you guys, keep on saying I'm a Georgia hater, and they're two-time national champs. I don't give a crap what they were last year. What they are this year is number six right now, and I'm staying that way. They are number six to me right now from what I've seen this season. They have not looked like the most dominant team in college football, not one bit. They have looked good. They have looked top 10. They have looked top six. They have looked like they can maybe make the playoff with the schedule they have. That's all that needs to be said. That's how I feel, and that's what I look at. So, they play Florida at a neutral location this week. We'll see how they play away from home because they play a home game pretty much every week of the season. So. Um, obviously, it's an exaggeration. But they play only four, road, four true road games. Imagine if your team played four true road games. Imagine how good your record would be. That's all I'm saying um, for a lot of these teams. Because winning on the road is hard in college football. So, you know, winning at Auburn was a good win. But you only won by seven against a team that LSU beat by 40. So, all right. <clears throat> Let's keep going. Georgia's a six. Seven, I have Oregon. Oregon keeps on looking really, really good. They actually jumped, I think, ahead of Texas. Did I have my head at Texas already? I don't know. Oregon and Texas are real close. The best, uh, Definitely the best um, one-loss teams in the country, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, Oregon does not have the quality win Texas does. However, Oregon is so solid all around, and Bo Nix is so dang efficient that I just love what I see every single time. Love what I see. Can't deny it and i feel like oregon has a huge chance to be really really like scary because oregon i feel like they haven't played that that top schedule yet they've played washington barely lost outgained them by 100 yards oregon could honestly i could see oregon playing washington in the in the pac-12 championship in a neutral site and beating them like i that would not be that would not surprise me at all i might even pick oregon to win that game in a neutral site i don't know the way oregon plays Really, really saw it all around, and I think they would learn from those fourth down situations that they did in Seattle. So, yes. And that beatdown on Washington State looked really good because Washington State has really good offense. Um, obviously, Arizona held them to 6-2, but, you know, Washington State's a good team. Texas. Uh, the, I think the reason they four-to-point the jumped them is because that was a pretty bad performance for Texas at Austin. At Austin? At Houston. At Houston. Um, they barely won at Houston. I don't know if anybody guys, any of you guys missed that game, but Texas only won by a touchdown at Houston, and Houston probably should have tied that game. They got a pretty bad spot. Go watch the replay. Um, I honestly really, really think that Houston got robbed. I don't know how the game would have finished. Or Texas might have won out the game anyways in overtime or in uh, in a close one, but. Restively hopped out Texas in that one. Um, I'm glad Texas won so that my, I get to go see a top-ten team play. However, I am sad that Quinn Ewers is out for three to four weeks. Here's a question I asked to the followers. Let's actually talk about it right now. Let's talk about it. What y'all said. By the way, there's follower takes today. I didn't even say that, but I asked some questions. Here's one of my questions. What is Texas's record and why? Texas' record and why? So, they have five games left. Let's see what uh the masses said. Steven underscore Sunwall said 10 and 2 losses to OU and BYU. I'm delusional. Well, you know, BYU has a tendency that Texas used to have. I'll be honest. Obviously, I don't see us winning this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them for fun. My boys, I'm going to the game in Austin. You already know that. I've said it eight times. Um But BYU has a tendency to play up to their opponents. BYU just tends to not not to get um, rat, like uh, what do you call it rattled by big atmospheres. Uh, obviously, Arkansas is not a very good team anymore. We know that. We know that. We know that. But that was a pretty hostile atmosphere. BYU tend to, tends to play well in these big SEC stadiums. Um, they beat Texas last time they played them, um, and BYU can um, I think could actually put up a, a pretty decent fight. At me as a fan, uh, from my fan side, I'm hoping for a close game. Winning by 14 or less for me is a W, but Steven says they will win uh, in a delusional manner, which will be awesome if they do. Um, CW Thompson 24 says they lose to BYU next week. Guys, I don't even have that many BYU followers, actually, quite honestly. Um, not even in my top five cities is Provo, Utah. So I'm a very interna- or not international national brand, you could say. I'm not a homer brand. I think I actually have more Utah fans than BYU fans. I've talked about that before. Anyways, interesting that I got two fellow Cougar fans saying that. The Shadow Wolf 17-18 says they dropped one to three games because the backups the backups don't live up to the hype. One to three games? Are you serious? That's a hot take right there that the minute Quinn Ewers is gone, Texas wins one to, loses one to three games. That's crazy. Losing three games, that would have to be really bad. I wonder if Arch Manning is going to get the start. Um, there's another quarterback they have. The M, I don't know exactly who it is that they're looking for to start uh, Texas um, this weekend. But, um uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. But Archie Manning might not get the start. We'll see. I'm sure they're hoping to register Archie Manning. I'm sure they would love to play him less than that four games. But if they got to break him out, they got to break him out. So that would be really cool, especially if I'm in there in person. That'd be really cool to see Archie Manning play. Um anyways, um one to three games. Let's see uh whoa, I just like smacked the mic. I'm sorry, guys. Um I don't they play Iowa State Kansas State, BYU. This is all just from memory. I actually don't even know. Uh, and, of course, they play, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting here. Anyways, while I'm looking that up, um, KRG2056 says, can likely win all of them, but I but I see them losing to K-State and Iowa State. Obviously, they can win all of them. I mean, they're better than all these guys, even with a backup QB. Oh, it's Murphy is the backup. Um, obviously, they can win, but will they? Can they pull off Wins against these teams on the road at TCU at Iowa State. Um, Iowa State's kind of a sneaky, randomly good team in the Big Twelve. Good team. I mean, they've beat they've beaten a few decent teams, um, and they're sitting at they're tied for second in the Big Twelve with Oklahoma. Crazy. Big Twelve is something else this year. Yeah, Iowa State and Oklahoma State now sitting uh, with that in the same category as Texas, three and one in the Big Twelve. Interesting. They play home against BYU, home against Kansas State, at TCU, at Iowa State versus Texas Tech. So, any of those games they lose, I don't see them losing three games. I barely see them losing one game, um, even with the backups, even with Murphy. So we'll see how they do, because the rest of the team, I think, is so solid. I think that I think that team is so good all around the in the trenches. I mean, I don't see that team losing to BYU, Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, or Texas Tech. Unless it's a fluke game. It's got to be a fluke. Uh... Someone else said, OK, also said, wait till they have Arch. If they play Archie Manning, that could be lit. Uh, Guarino, 1894, says 11-1, one, uh, winning out. Sean Latigue says 9-3, and three, probably. We'll see how they do with Murphy, but they will lose a couple. Yeah, I honestly, I disagree with, with the losses. I still see, I think Texas is not a, okay, here, let me rephrase this. I love Florida State, but if Florida State lost Jordan Travis, I can see Florida State dropping two to three games. Texas, on the other hand, I think is a little bit more solid all around. I mean, they've got so much talent in every position. Steve Sarkeesian's got us coaching together. I think Texas, with despite adversity, can win some big games. Or can win out of these games. So, that's what I think about that. Um, that's my take. So, yeah. Anyways, Texas almost lost. That was scary for those fellas over there in Austin. Anyways. All the teams struggled, like I was saying. Um, going on my rankings, just keep going. Number nine, I have Bama. Bama escaped Tennessee. What a comeback. Bama, Tennessee. Let's talk about it. Okay. Tennessee actually got validated for me. They've been slowly building validation in my eyes. The Texas AM and game really helped. But at the start of the year, I was like, Tennessee should not be ranked. You do not lose to Florida like that. Florida is bad. Um, that was that was my opinion. So now I'm kind of changing because Florida hasn't looked so bad. Florida's looked like, okay, they're competent. Nothing crazy. Nothing that good. I actually do have them in my top 30. I have them like 27, 28. Um, they're floating there. As of right now, I don't really know if they could win any big games. We'll see. But um, not as bad of a loss as we thought it was when Florida was like really bad. Looking really bad. So. Tennessee, they led 13-0 in the first quarter, and at half, I think they were winning 20-6. to This game looked like it was Tennessee going to win the whole thing, and Bama stormed back. Jalen Milrow was like, yeah, all right, let me step into this game and do something, and Alabama cooked. They cooked. It was good. Alabama gets the huge win over Tennessee, and they move up to nine in my poll. Um, just behind Texas, Alabama, how do I feel about him? Well, frankly, when you have the best coach pretty much of all time in college football, you're going to adjust no matter what players you have, you're going to perform over or with your talent level. Generally, if Nick Saban is in fact the best coach, that's the whole point of having a good coach is that just because you have talent doesn't mean you're going to suck. When you have a good coach like that, you can use that talent. And Nick Saban knows how to use talent and knows how to channel talent and knows how to move talent and how to to adjust talent. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't keep working. How to adjust for big games like that. That's all I'm saying. Nick Saban is proving how good he is because we've seen some obvious flaws in this team. Tennessee did get to Jalen a lot at QB, a lot of sacks, a lot of hurries. But Jalen Milrow proved to be a game winner at Alabama. Huge proving game for those guys. All they got left is LSU. Um, I think on their schedule, that's the only big team they got left. So, one loss Alabama. The one thing I do not want, I do not want, is two SEC teams in the ch- in the playoff because I feel like the SEC does not deserve that this year. We'll see if Georgia loses one or goes undefeated and Alabama, actually Alabama have two losses, Let's say Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC championship, then we have Georgia and Bama in the in the playoff, which I would like hate. I'd want to kill myself because like that's like every year. I just want something different. That's all I'm saying. No hate for these teams really individually. Just like I'm fine. I just talked good about Bama, but like I don't want both those teams in the champion in the playoff. So we'll see. We will see. All right, guys, it was a good week of college football a lot of ranked teams went down, a lot of good stuff. Um can't wait for this week. There's going to be oh, some more really good games. I'm so excited. I get to go to a big stadium. Who doesn't like that? So, can't wait for that. And let's quickly before we end get to my um my takes or my follower takes. See what you guys think about these questions that I posed. I said, can FSU win out and go to the playoff? Got a lot of responses from this one. A lot. I'll try and get to a bunch of them. Let's see what y'all said. Uh, A lot of of people obviously obviously said yes. Um, Some people said uh, Utah's going to take that spot. That would be crazy. But I think some people misread the question because I said, um... Can Florida State run the table and go to the CFP? Obviously, if they do run the table, they will go. That's not the question. Any Power 5 team with TCU had completely proved it. No matter how good supposedly you are, no matter how untalented you are, no matter how you perform, if you go 12-0 in the regular season, you will make the playoff, no matter how the championship game turns out. TCU proved that to us last year. So we know that. Even if Florida State goes undefeated in the regular season and loses in the ACC championship, that's what TCU did. So it'd be pretty hard for them to not go to the playoff. Pretty hard. That being said, if they did lose, let's say they lose really badly to Louisville or North Carolina. Let's say they get blown out by North Carolina, um, just supposedly. I still see a 12-1 Florida State getting in. So that was not the question. The question was, can they run the table? But let me say this. FSU has to run the table in the regular season. If you're an ACC team, you're not an SEC team. Even with Florida State showing what they did, um, maybe, maybe you could lose a game and maybe make it in. But, like, really, there are a lot of other teams that would make it in before you do. A one-loss Pac-12 team would make it in. A one-loss SEC team would make it in. Um, A one-loss Big 12 team, being Oklahoma or Texas, would probably make it in. Uh, And, of course, we haven't talked about the Big 10. Big 10. One last Big Ten team might make it in, before you definitely before you do. That's all I'm saying. If you lose to Miami, you lose to Florida, there's five games left. You gotta, you gotta win these games. The ACC championship might be a losable game, but you, you do not have a loseable game as you're an ACC team. In the SEC, you have a loseable game. You're like, okay, you can lose a game and still be in it. Florida State, you gotta win the last five. I love Florida State. I'm excited for Florida State. Hopefully to be back in the playoff, it would be awesome. Jordan Travis is a baller. But, like, you got to win these last five games. You have to. You can't lose one and be like, oh, we're still in. Nope, nope, nope. You would not get in over a one-loss Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. And there will be a one-loss one of those. Probably. Well, either Michigan or Ohio State will most likely be. There will probably be, like, last year. One of those has one loss and the other one's undefeated. So, that's all I'm saying. If you want the playoff, you got to win out. Got to win out. Thank you everybody for tuning into today's episode. It was a good one. I cannot wait for wait for week nine of college football. We got some good games to go to. Good games. Another predictions episode coming out later this week. Can't wait for it. And uh this is it. Signing off from Shorttime College Football.